When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh. I'm all man when it comes to the crust. Yeah. SpaghettiOs is a soup. Wow. I'm a man of many earth tones. Oh. Yeah, I think Cheerios are still Who hot. Cheerios? Cheerios are hot, babe. Ooh. It's like an avocado. It's raw. The deuce. Ooh, what do you think of our new pre-show banner? We got a Chiron. That's how you Hey, guys. That. Welcome to the... What, what podcast is this? Welcome to the deuce podcast. Oh. Holy shit. We're a professional. I have not washed my hair in two weeks. Like many professionals, we almost always know the name of the show we're on. <laughs> and you are still sick. I, you're also in your son's room. I am in my sister's guest room. God bless us. We're like, <clears throat> remember that movie, The People Under the Stairs? I love that movie. Fucking Stephen King. I don't. Was that a Stephen King thing? on a Stephen King book. You want to question me? Go ahead and fucking Google it. Here, let me try. I'll try and share screen. This is a little adversarial for this early in the morning. I, I, do I need to remind you <clears throat> I'm suffering from the Omicron variant? Are you? I don't know. I honestly don't even know anymore. You know, do you remember the line in the Wayne's World movie where it goes, they thought I had mono for a year. Turns out I was just really bored. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. It's but... like, it's like that at that. I... Put it this way. I don't I, I for a week I haven't felt like going to the gym and I feel like if I were to go to the gym, my limitations would be exposed very quickly. Well, I'm I'm cool. About- I'm cool moving around, walking, talking, but I I don't the 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 tank's been pretty close to E for about a week and there was about a there was about a 12 hour period of time that I was legitimately not well and I've been I've been what I am now, I've been for like a week now, and and frankly, I'm sick of it. Well, the one thing you rest assured <coughs> knowing is that you should not be going to the gym with upper with a respiratory thing, even though you probably have a myocron, which doesn't populate in your lungs. But even still, he was in B2K, right? <laughs> I'm trying to find so don't, don't beat yourself up for you're fucking worried that you're not going to the gym and you've you, you've got this. No, no, I'm, I'm it's technically West Craven. I'm sorry, I lied. It's West Craven. I thought it was Stephen King. That, that's an easy enough, understandable enough mistake to make. West Craven was sort of the Stephen King of cinema in the '80s and he kind and early of was. 90s. Yeah, he kind of was like a little bit of a West Craven. Um, before we get, I, to I, I like I people. I, anyway, more. I like people under the stairs, and I do think that it. We, I like the Deuce. I'm, I'm very. I really like the name of this pod a lot. But considering oh, this is the awkward fact... because this will be our last episode. <laughs> This was a great name for a podcast because because literally we're always on the run. We're like fucking stealing Wi-Fi from hotel lobbies to be able to do our podcast. It's ludicrous. We are. I literally have to tell my niece and nephew, you can't use your iPads for an hour. <laughs> I'm getting <clears throat> tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm installing a the world is falling apart around us and I'm dying inside is on a don't tell me that's a mug of uh, Reese Witherspoon. Show you hate. Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Oh, is that, is, is that uh, my next guest was Rocky Horror Picture Show? Is that Shit's Creek? I don't. I love Shit's Creek. Creek. I I love Shit's Creek. I wanted it to go out in its prime. 
this is literally your mantra. The, the world, world is falling, falling apart around, around us and, and I'm, I'm dying, dying inside. inside. That's your mantra. See, that's so odd because I felt like I was feeling strangely um, uh, optimistic this morning. That optimism having absolutely no basis in reality. I just got a little bounce in my step. I got boobs shaking a bounce in your me. step and a little <laughs> bounce here. Yep. We did not plan that. <laughs> just shook my tits as you were talking got about a, your bounce. I got a little rack jiggle. But good, don't go to the gym. You need to. Let no, I'm not going to. Rest. Look, I'm. I'm. Um. Obviously, people are going to be hearing these episodes spaced out a little bit more than they uh, when they were recorded. I'm on day. If 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 um the day that I got my diagnosis was day zero, this is day seven. So later on this week, even even conservative Fauci types would say I am free to go to the gym if I so choose, but I wouldn't do it ahead of that. It's irresponsible. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't care to do it because my body's telling me not to. I got a little, I got a little uh, stationary bike down in, in the basement. I'm going to give that a go after this and see. Oh God. That's see the most bad thing you could ever do. Wait, see what I the just old girls the got. Kids are going to be home. I have to open the window because I just lit a joint. Tell them something. I know I'm not a, I'm a, the worst aunt ever, but. I just lit a joint and the kids are going to be back. Smoking a joint in the guest room. You're like a uh, Mary Stuart Masterson character. Oh my, she is literally waving her hands to get smoke out the window as if that is generating any suction or propulsion whatsoever. Did you see what I attempted to do? You just tried to fucking land a jumbo jet. With your arms, thinking that that was going to get the smoke out. You know, it's interesting. I don't know. I can't recall if if I've spoken to um, to my kid about the smell of marijuana. I must have by now because it's such a ubiquitous scent in uh, the it, world, it but particularly Southern California. When I was a kid, that was like a that was like a naughty thing. If you smelled that, like uh, if if I had smelled weed, I don't. First of all, I don't think my mom and dad knew what weed smelled like, and I'm not being naive here i sincerely don't think they they definitely never spoke to me it was way after their time but it would have wow. been a very uncomfortable sort of it's it's weed and the gay thing are kind of similar in that regard is if if i'd been like how you come to, that how ship missed you like did i tell you that I, I had we had a gay couple living in our basement when i was a kid okay <clears> well that i feel like we need to save for its own episode because you can't <laughs> just six minutes in say we had a gay couple living in our basement that and nowadays were those it wouldn't the people have... under your stairs <laughs> They were the people. Yeah, they were the gays under our stairs. That's exactly right. <laughs> I didn't leave lube here. You left lube there. <laughs> oh were they paying rent to help your parents with their mortgage because your parents are broke? I... I was pretty progressive for your parents to have a gay couple, but was it unbeknownst <coughs> to them? Did they know they were gay? And how did um, you know they were gay? Right, so I didn't know. That was my point is I don't... I, I, I don't People would have said, oh, they're friends or, you know, nowadays, if if for some weird reason we had a gay couple living in my basement, I would tell my kids they're a couple and they love each other and they're boyfriend and boyfriend or girlfriend and girlfriend and they're staying here for a while. And if you see them in the kitchen, say hi. But back then it was this taboo thing. It wasn't that it was necessarily a bad thing. It was just something that people didn't feel comfortable discussing with children. That's that's what that's the comparison that I'm making to the smell of weed. Nowadays, right. I'm I'm totally prepared for it. If my son's like, what is that fucking thing I keep smelling? I go, that's marijuana. Some people drink to have fun, some people smoke weed to have fun. That's what 
that's the smoking the smoking kind that's what that smells like it just wouldn't be weird smart, a smart approach to not <coughs> too much of an onus on it's it's legal like, don't ever do it i don't ever want you to do it oh my wife is getting so high with my kids <laughs> i'm not like but she right is. now no i don't i don't i think she's looking forward to it is there's she like a like stoned there, in the kitchen is she stoned making their lunches right now no, this is the first this is the first day everybody's been this is the first day the family unit has not been voltron together since december 19th while everyone's out doing their own thing like kids are kids are legally allowed to go back to school exposure times uh pcr tests day zero Everybody is back in school until somebody calls us and says, just kidding, come get them again and keep them locked up for another month. This is the first day I've been able to work in peace since December 19th. Thank you very I much. I got to say, I brought, what, today's Monday? I brought, I dropped my niece and nephew off to school for the first time today, and it did feel somewhat normal. But I will say, parenting in the morning is fucking brutal. It's tough. Like, like, like night parenting and, and day parenting are two different muscles interesting let me hear your theory well i think it's really dependent upon the type of person you are some people are morning people naturally some people are night people naturally and i think depending on what your sort of natural circadian rhythm already is that really is dependent upon whether you're going to be a good morning parent or a good night parent and vice versa interesting it's interesting because my sister and my brother-in-law, they, they sort of, my sister's a morning person. My brother-in-law is more of a night person. So they, you know, put more energy in those spaces where they thrive more. But me, I'm a morning person too, but I'm a morning person without children. <laughs> hey, like when, when people say you're a morning person, I'm not factoring in two other people. No, you, that means you like to wake and bake and journal. Exactly. I have my journal right over there, right next to my bed. <laughs> you get me. You go you know through the I'm crystals. Saying? Yeah, I don't you do crystals. Through... All right. I'm not that much of a. I'm not gonna say basic bitch because my cousin, who I love very much, is very much into crystals. I think you know. There's, you give power to whatever you believe in. I'll put it at that. But. You they're know, shiny and they're shiny and they're beautiful. They must be magic. The, hello, did you just describe me? Thank you. I, you know, it's interesting because you, uh, you, I, I know you spend. A, I, I actually um, admire and envy that you spend so much time with your sister and her children. I think that's great that you all are so close and like d truly involved with one another. I can't recall you having mentioned a brother-in-law. I, I didn't assume that you're sister was single Would but i think never... she was just some rusty nail getting just getting pile drive by the men in syracuse and unaloping yeah i thought she hung out in front of <laughs> home depot offering yeah. sexual services no, for hot dogs married. <laughs> that's what i was picturing yeah, you're like oh you, i I knew you're from Syracuse. I just assumed you were that much more Syracuse trash. <laughs> yeah, I thought you thought it was the your sister was the grilled cheese hoe of Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, but no, I just no, I never right. I never considered. Are you sure that guy likes having you around so much? I was gonna try to find a long winded way. I think way he of, really does. Why? Because you help I think with the kids. Moments he probably doesn't. Yeah. And then moments he really does. I mean, I I've, I'm here with all three of my dogs, so that's 
you know, I'm sure. Oh, he's got to love that. <laughs> he's not, a, not that he's not a dog person. He's only a dog person because his wife, who he loves very much, is a dog person. You know what I mean? Like, so he tolerates. So, so he, he's been tolerating a dog because he loves his wife. And exactly. the, the wife comes with a, an, an extra a slew an of extra, animals, an extra person who comes with three more dogs. Yeah, he yeah. loves that. He loves that. Here sure. I come with a fucking circus of animals. Does he work on a lot of projects when you're in town? He sure does. <laughs> we just got a jacuzzi. He got a sauna. He's always fixing something. He's always occupying. He's, he's building a satellite. Yeah, he's strange. You know, he's got this. There's a barn out in the back, and I, we live in the city, so I don't know what what that is about. <laughs> but no, he is uh, subsequently a dog person by default. So I see. Um, yeah, we 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 do get along really well because I think sometimes I'm the barometric pressure between them. A little bit of an adult buffer because they're always they're here with the kids all the time. You know, so it's got to be difficult. It's just them and the kids. And sometimes it's nice just to have a bounce board in between all of it. Just just a buffer, just a little bit of a soundboard in between all of it. And I also bust my sister's balls, so I'm sure he enjoys that. Yeah. No, I I, I think you're fun. <clears throat> and I know that you're a respectful person and I know that you're helpful with the kids. And I was I would be willing to put up with almost almost anything if somebody would take my kids off my plate for like two hours a day. Yeah, like last night they left. And she had a babysitter during the day. I got some a little bit of stuff done, rested as much as I could. And then I watched them last night. I, you know, it was just me and the kids last night. And then I took care of them this morning. And it's nice. It's nice to, it, it really f- provides me with a perspective that I would never have. And I, and I really feel like grateful for because whenever in my life am I going to get the opportunity to see someone grow from birth? Mm-hmm. Unless you're really close to somebody or have a close cousin or friend, if you're sibling-less, you don't have that opportunity. So she's, you know, my sister's given me that opportunity to sort of be, you know, uh, along the ride for somebody's life from the beginning of them being born until uh, an owl swoops him up and takes him into the woods. I think I think that's probably how most kids go missing. It's an angry owl. Yeah, sort of a, uh, oh, God, Dad, like, uh, Logan's Run? Was that the movie where nobody lives past 30? Never saw that, but that sounds like <coughs> a real dad film, if I ever did hear one. I think it's Logan's like, Run? Logan's Run, I want to say it's... Uh, you to Google it? I'll Google it. I'll, like, be, I'll be our, our producer. I'm not going to be, so, so somebody, <laughs> somebody's got to do it. I want to say that's like a late 70s yep. sci-fi kind of thing. American know? science fiction film directed by Michael Anderson and Michael York. Box Those office. Guys. It was a seven million budget, made twenty five million, starring Michael York as Logan. Wait, did Michael York direct and star in Logan's Run? It looks like he just. Or, or did everybody he, of consequence on this was that were they all different Michaels? <laughs> Michael York was also the gaffer. Yeah, this wow. was a low budget film. <laughs> <laughs> gonna lay down some duct tape. Yeah. And, and I'm gonna like really like craft services. <laughs> And then hit record. I'm going to run like hell. <laughs> I'm just going to crawl under the camera. Okay. I'm just going to set up the light and then Slow get down, into the Logan. Don't tell me what to do. I don't want your laugh. See, so is this a movie I need to see or is this like a cult? I've classic? never seen, I've never seen Logan's run. I think it's, I don't think it was a cult classic so much as I think it was um, uh, like a thing uh, most teenagers 
saw like uh like you know there's like those teen lit books like percy yeah. jackson and shit like that that all the kids have seen that grown-ups don't really know about i think so logan's like tr- a trendy film it, it won a lot of awards listen to Did the it. awards it won okay it won a special academy award for its visual what? effects no shit six saturn awards which is they don't just like hand something. those out <laughs> <laughs> sounds like something some teenage kid made up in his bedroom um, including best science fiction film and a spin-off TV series. So it sounds like it was had some it was a thing. Some success. The I love the log line for the film, The Perfect World of Total Pleasure, which is almost like the antithesis of, of what's happening right now. It's like the I'm a worst li- I'm a, world I'm a, of complete despair. <laughs> I'm alive with pleasure. What are you talking about? Are you? I hope you are. I wish that for all of my God, I really do have a lot of tattoos. So I'm just looking at this. Um I wish that for my friends. You look well, by the way. You look you look healthy. I thought this the last time that we spoke, and I'm thinking it again right now. I don't know if you've just improved your lighting situation or something, but you the look... The lighting is a little bit better. I also am feeling much better. I'm not feeling as sick. I mean, we've both been sick, which is just yeah. insane. Everyone I know is sick. Yes. But I definitely improved the lighting situation. I improved the camera situation. We did you look you, you You look vivacious. I feel a little bit more vivacious. That's you know? wonderful. I'm happy I to I have that. to be because I'm coming for everyone's dads this year, so I have to really step up the game. It's an ambitious goal. Well, speaking of dads, we lost one of America's most quintessential anal retentive clean freak dad of the world. Sags. Sags. Bob Saget. They still don't know what happened. Yeah. I will say I did shed a tear for him yesterday just because that was like my childhood. <coughs> you did and you I just shed worked a, with him. Did you shed a literal tear? I did. I did. I cried a little bit for him and his wife. Um, and just how out of the blue it was. And I yeah. don't know what happened. I mean, he, I'm, did you see the post that he posted on Twitter and, and Facebook and Instagram? Like he had just performed and said, yeah, thank you for making me delightfully addicted to this again. He said he had just done this amazing show. I, um, just about rubbed shoulders with him a couple months ago. He was at Skankfest. Oh, and that's we, right. And we were at Skankfest, and I saw him on stage from a distance a little later. But they were um, walking him in and getting him to a little dressing room or something that was right next to the area where I was announcing the Ellis Mania fights. So you know, it's well, there's Bob Saget. I, I was within five feet of him as they were walking him in and and glad handing him. And I did think I do remember thinking he looked a tiny bit older than I sort of would have projected him to look. He was 65 years old, which I didn't, I didn't realize. Great for 65. Exactly. Consider he looked a little bit older than I would have projected. Um, but knowing that he's 65, uh, reconciling that with the guy that I saw two months ago, the guy that I saw two months ago didn't seem like a 65 year old guy. And there are times when you can be around a celebrity type where, you go, oh, I can see how they make them look like they can walk and talk on screen, but there's something fundamentally wrong. Like uh, James Brolin. I, I was on an elevator with James Brolin not that long ago, Barbara Streisand's husband guy. And I was Wild. like, oh, he's like, uh, he's kind of like a little old man. And they're kind of oh, telling him. Oh, he doesn't him, have that like 
no, stature no. about him. And I know that you could put him on screen. I could see it. You could put him on screen and just sit him behind a desk and he could still be James Brolin, but he's a, he's a shell of that. He can just project that. I didn't get that off Saget in, in the slightest. As somebody who I, I, I did get a feel for the essence of the man walking and talking within the last 60 days, This it's shocking to me that he would have been. And, and, and again, it's so fucking crazy looking at this through the prism of dirty work fucking norm is gone and Saget, who directed it is gone and Artie lang is still among the living Unbelievable. you made such a good point you 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 know who wait did you text that to me my friend no. jimmy weissman did who i quoted last time he's the one who says tequila for fun and wine for sad baths um he said the same thing he said who would have thought out of the dirty work crew that Artie lane would be the one still kicking around because i mean we don't know what bob what Bob's extracurricular activities were. And we can speculate, but you know, that doesn't matter, but we do know what Artie Lang's extracurricular activities were. And it's, he's very curricular about it. They're not extra at all. <laughs> That's the curriculum. You're hundred percent right. They really were. That was the curriculum for sure. That was one Oh one. You know, and it, it's that sort of thing where, you know, you look at what takes people out. And Artie Lane is such a good example. Fuck, I mean, Keith Richards is such a good example. Both of them have visibly, obviously, lived very hard. And internally, you can't even imagine. I can't even imagine what that looks like. Um, but the fact that they're still kicking and seem to be not healthy, but at least, you know, they're viable. Um, and then someone like Bob Sackett, like, like you said, who I had seen at the beginning of this fall, this Q4 for all of you who are... Uh, entrepreneurs and business people, Q4, like the beginning of September, him and I did a show together with um, him and Eric Griffin and uh, Bill Burr. Uh, it was for, a, uh, it was a free show for, well, a, a fundraising show for the military. And Bob's always been very active in that. And he just was, he looked healthy to me. I guess the whole yes. point is that he looked good and looked and came across as like somebody who was full of life and very gracious and so kind. Um, I just wonder like, is there any rhyme or reason to it? Because just for argument's sake, let's, let's say he lived the healthiest and ate the healthiest because there are people who do that and stay away from wheat and sugar and don't drink that much and don't do any drugs. And then take somebody like Artie Lang, who's sort of on the other spectrum of that. Sometimes the healthy person fucking dies of like yes. a random heart attack. And the person who's lived their life so hard will live it till the end. So I wonder how much, I guess my question to the universe and to the class is, you know, what really causes someone to die sometimes when you look at it and it doesn't make sense? Well, not maybe, specifically Bob Saget, but just yeah. in the spectrum of people who pass away. Sometimes you go, how the fuck did that person die? I thought they were so healthy. Right. I guess maybe the, the issue is expecting it to always make sense. I think that there are some people yeah. who I don't know, maybe one time when Bob Saget was uh, a teenager, he read some um, occult literature and decided to satanically murder a bunch of children and he did it and he got away with it, but he's lived with the dread and the guilt of having done that. And he, every time he blinks, he can see the faces of those screaming children begging for their lives. <laughs> and finally, that burden dragged him down to hell where he belongs. Knowing him, he would fucking love that. <laughs> he would love the dark. Maybe. Or 
<clears throat> or maybe not like in real life, but you, you saying or, or, that. or maybe he maybe he was um, a joyous, happy person with a light soul whose body just gave out on him. You know, somebody who's on the Ellis show one time, some health, whatever, fitness guru person, I forget what their actual background was, but they described it as um, predispositions as like bullets in the chamber where okay. if you if you may have one bullet in the chamber, which is like a, a cancer predisposition, for example, and that that bullet may never, you know, you can keep on playing Russian roulette to further the metaphor and, and you'll be fine. You'll never actually, it'll never get you or maybe it will. But if you then also decide to smoke, you're putting another bullet in the chamber. Right, and right. weed doesn't count, does it? No, oh, to, no, I, I don't think so. I'm just joking. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like if you, mm -hmm. you, you can you can stack the deck to where you have five out of six bullets in the chamber and that's already Lang. Somehow he keeps playing Russian roulette and winning. And there's other people who maybe have two bullets in the chamber through absolutely no fault of their own because of genetic predisposition right. stuff. So I I think on average you will find that people who make the right choices live longer. That's not a, that's a fact, but it's obviously there are no, there are no guarantees. There's going to be Artie Langs and there's going to be Bob Saget's. And accidents, you know, factoring in all like this <laughs> randomness yeah. of life that occurs, you know, just like mm -hmm. the most random accidents that happen. Um, I remember this isn't a death conversation, but speaking of random, total non sequitur uh, memory I'm having. I used to work in Soho, New York. Uh, Manhattan were on a bar. I was working in a bar on the corner of Spring and Sullivan. And I had a regular who'd come in consistently, I think like on Mondays or something, and get the same drink with his wife. Same time every Monday. And he was gone for a while. <clears throat> and I wondered where the heck he was. And he came in months after his absence. All He had just scars like a hole cut across his forehead, down his eye. His brain had obviously been you know operated on he had a whole he looked like like almost like um a frankenstein frankenstein's creation <clears throat> and what happened to him and this falls under the freak happenstances of life he was walking on the street and there was construction and the scaffolding wasn't set up all the way oh no so a brick from the construction fell i think I want to say it was eight stories, four, four to eight stories, just one single brick and hit him in the head. And he survived that, which when you consider, you know, the weight of a brick, it's not that much. But when you add in gravity and velocity, that could fucking kill somebody. You would, he should be dead by the way it hit him. But the crazy thing is it totally it changed his life like he. He stopped drinking and, and found something else and, you know, went into a completely different path. So it's like sometimes these freak accidents happen and they take people out, but sometimes <coughs> it happens and it totally pivots you and deviates you into a different direction. I've heard a lot of people who have had accidents, things that make them paraplegic or, you know, even losing limbs, whatever, what have you. And they say it's the best thing that's happened to them. The thing that people fear the most sometimes turns out to be a gift to people. Um, and sometimes, and, it, and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it doesn't. You're right. And thank you for reminding us who the pessimist in this podcast relationship is. And clearly, 
we know who it is. It's the guy in his kid's gray room. The internet guy is coming mm-hmm. tomorrow. I'm going to have a dedicated podcasting line down to. I kind of like it. Down in. I kind of like it too, but if you could see the position that I'm seated in in order to facilitate being it's not able good to. for your sciatic, is it? My sciatic is so <laughs> fucked. <laughs> I was just kidding. No, it really is. I have so many like issues that I'm 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 beginning to become concerned about because I'm at that age now where you get stuff and it might you know when you're when you're no. 27 something bothers you for a while it just fucking comes and goes. But like I don't I you, don't buy into that ageism bullshit. It's an excuse. You get you, you, you get a you get a bad. I got some carpal tunnel that won't quit. Well, that sounds like a personal problem, and you might want to switch hands. But the whole, you know, no, I'm it's, getting you know what? old. You're fucking, how old are you? Fucking 42? 44. Okay. I mean. My, my, back, my back has been hurting for like six months straight. I'm beginning yeah, to think it's that the might quarantine, be, that and you probably haven't issue. done shit. You've also been sick for over a month. And yeah. by the way, let me ask you a question. Do you stretch mm-hmm. every day? Okay. No, but you, you know that I'm, I am a, a yoga enthusiast. Yeah, I, ha- I have not been able to get to yoga. The the back thing, uh, uh, yoga overlapped with my back issue. It wasn't as if I stopped doing yoga and then the back hurt. The back was hurting even despite the fact that I was doing yoga. But yoga needs to be even more of a lifestyle. And um, next weekend I will be back because I'll be free to move about. Yeah, get the into country that again. Shit. Movement yeah. is key, man. Movement is key to to youth. And when people are like, and I'm, this is not me. D- condescending you or tearing you down for the way you're living and, and being take your in pain. Word um, I think people chop up and hop on the bandwagon of getting older instead of like really realizing what's happening. Yes, we are getting older. Yes, it does become more difficult to recover and uh, things start to after years of accumulation start to arise issues and ailments and all that. I do agree with that, but I also agree with epigenetics. And I also agree with the fact that if we're moving more, we can sort of counteract the effects of some of these things that happen to us. Yeah. And there I are don't 95 d- year old women who are doing splits and exercising. And <coughs> look at, I mean, a good example, even though he's, he's got a, a lot of support is Joe Rogan. And by support, I mean all the stuff that he does and, and supplements and things he adds to his diet to help him along the way. But this motherfucker can do a drop split like a gay prostitute in in Atlanta. And I say Atlanta because that's how they do it in Atlanta. They do drop splits. He's you're what, absolutely fifty five. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely you're of course you're absolutely right. And they and I, I think that's still sort of an underreported fact that. Uh, every now and again on on like a reddit or whatever they'll say what's the incredibly unhealthy thing that we're all doing now that that we'll look back on and in disbelief in the way that we in the way that we look back at smoking so what's what's come up and the answer answer invariably is 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 just how dangerous it is in 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 any multitude of ways being as sedentary as we all are oh my god yes the worst and also tully and not, and not just and, and not just because you use it or you lose it. Oh, I got a bad ankle. Like, like diseases that come from being sedentary. Oh yeah, like, and, I mean, and, and 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 my career. Go ahead. I, well, because I'm not sure you, I have one. You... <laughs> <coughs> this podcast makes you ten dollars a month. Uh, you you sit. You've been sitting. I know. You sit. You sit in 
chairs and you interview people and you've been on the Jason Ellis show, you've had your own show. Yeah. I mean, that's hours a day that you're just on your ass. And, and you know what? Position... And, and the, the past year has been particularly bad. Then the carpal tunnel thing is not a joke because I edit my own stuff, which I didn't use. Well, I used to do live shows, so there wasn't right. really a whole lot of editing involved. It's really, really bad because I'm part of the the generation before ours. You really didn't use keyboards very often unless you happen to be a secretary or a fucking stenographer kids now i sure hope anybody listening to this make sure your kids are learning how to type properly because until we start sending text messages with our minds they're going to be using keyboards quite a bit i'm part of that middle generation where i was into adulthood before i started leaning on the computer all the time so i've i've written four books and i type with two fingers that, I mean, I got no comment for that one, bud. Wow. Yeah. Just because at no point did I ever go, stop, take a second, collaborate, listen. You wrote with two fingers. You typed I, with two fingers. I, I Like a toddler. I, I gotta, I gotta, I would have, have to actually think about what I do, but I think, well, you I use like kid. four. Why don't you just like, hire him? Child labor is like legal in your own house. Two fingers on each hand, so I guess like four in total. That's wild to me. That's just. <clears throat> it's a thing of beauty to watch my wife type it's like she just the whole keyboard is is at her mercy because with 10 fingers there's only you know 26 keys or whatever you can do she's a whiz <laughs> you mean because she can type because she can type yeah what are you, a man from the 50s look check this brought out Whoa, i don't think most people skills. anybody need a letter sent out to the postmates <laughs> i don't think most people listen i don't think most people listen to this type type properly do you think they do she's amazing yeah. Not that your wife isn't amazing, but I love that you're so impressed with her typing skills. I mean, I learned that shit in high school. I can type without looking. Not me. Like this. I can type I can look at something on the wall. You're mimicking it, yeah. Well, and the thing that's crazy, uh, uh somebody that I used to work with when I wrote a dumb radio show, she's like, You know how to type without looking. Do it. And 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 if I look away, I'm like 75% accurate. It's in there. Yeah. It's definitely it's in, in there. there. Right, right, right. So let me tell you, I'm sorry, did you want to say something? No, I was just going to say I had this terrible typing teacher in high school who her voice just rang in my head as you were talking because she would shut the lights out in her classroom and her voice oh. was piercing. It was like, all right, everybody, we're going to type. Imagine listening to that for 45 fucking minutes in the dark. Mm -hmm. I think the escape was just diving into the typing to avoid having to focus on her voice. Yeah, the upstate New York accent it's like Ooh. it's like warm honey yeah she was one of those women who didn't have a husband just grilled cheese what did you call <laughs> what'd you call my sister um home grilled depot cheese grilled cheese whore <laughs> rude but accurate <clears throat> so the, i had a gay couple living in my i'm sorry sorry God, guys the phlegm, the we're mucus. still on the tail end of this <clears throat> i'm sure a lot of you are dealing with it but i'm it's sorry you're ma we're we making record? you deal with ours no. Yeah, we I don't have a. I used to have a dump. Don't. Have I used to have a dump button that I could I could ride that dump button. I, know, I, I, could, I could probably still get that. it. I could oh, probably wait, still wait, get it. Oh, she's coughing. She's coughing, but you'll never know. You'll have to take my word for it. I wonder it. if that worked because I did it almost into the microphone. I didn't hear your cough. You successfully muted. Do you think we properly um, respected? And said enough about Bob Saget. I don't know why I'm like worried about it. I'm not worried about it, but it just maybe because it's it just feels weird. It's different in your world than it is in mine. He's yeah, not a maybe very, that's he's, what it he's, is. he's he's not a very big figure in my life. I was a little too old for 
for Full House. It was a piece of shit show. And it's wow, wow, and it's, whoa, it's, whoa, too soon. Let's and back it, up. He would be the first to tell you it's a piece of shit show. Have mercy. It, and of course, it was hilarious that the guy respectfully dedicated to you, Bob. Jesse's that was for you, Bob. Yeah, there you go. Now I think, now I think, wherever he is, <laughs> looking up, no. looking up at us from hell, where he's down there suffering. There's another one, an eternity of torture at the ghoulish hands of the children he murdered in the early '80s. <laughs> that farts for you, Bob. <laughs> it's so strange if you really think about it existence it's really just yeah brah <laughs> fuck you let me have my stoner <laughs> moment yeah. you never let me have my stoner moments without having to say yeah brah or some fucking super stonerism but it... i'm gonna mute myself you you have the floor <laughs> <laughs> don't mute yourself i'm gonna feel alone i need to hear your nose whistle <laughs> i don't think it worked <laughs> it's just and people say it's a drop in a bucket life our, at least our existence on the plane of the ex entirety of existence. I don't even think it's a drop in the bucket. I think it's a, it's like, it's just, a, it's a, it's almost like a ghost in all of it. It's such a blip. How quick we're here and then we're gone. It's so fucking fast. Are you muted? You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> I was out in the cold alone. It's not a blip. It's not a drop in the bucket. You know what? You know what life is? This is life. Life and death. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is how I'm going to equate it. It's an echo. That's what it is. It's just an echo. What do you mean by that? Well, when you yell out into the void and you hear an echo back, that to me is like, I guess the yelling into the void and getting the echo back is, sums up the way life is it, because we don't really know what happens after death. So I think, I think that if there is a multiverse, if that's really a real thing, that we're existing someplace else, like it can continue on in some way, shape or form, whether that's in a, your energy gets dispersed or you're in a parallel existence. Who knows? You know, maybe it is an interstellar situation where Matthew McConaughey is going to push a book out and he's still, your dad's still alive, just not with you anymore. I think that's what sort of happens. Or maybe we need to think that's what happens in order to really be able to exist without focusing on the fact that it is organic and it does just fucking end. Those are the two things I teeter in between. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt about it that <clears throat> if um, if a you know, let's say God creator is real, then it makes sense for us to talk about life after death, obviously. But if there is no God, it's really easy to see how we would make one because so desperate you would go insane, knowing that you are, and knowing that someday. You will, you will not be. It's very, very strange to think that millions of, not be. well, that millions of people were, and presumably they took being alive, you know, their existence pretty seriously. 
and it's just over. And what did it actually, what did it actually mean? You know, even if what you happen to mean? be what, even if you happen to be one of the greats and you left behind a couple of novels that people still read 200 years after you die, that's better than nothing. It's a lot better than nothing, but you know, who cares? You know, it, 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 you just, you, you, you were here and you were gone. And how much does, you know, when you see a bee dead on, you know, on, on the sidewalk, like, it, right. It was, it was alive and then it's dead. Did it, did it matter at all? I don't know. You know, can I tell you a stoner thought that I had? <clears throat> Please. It's my own thought. So if you start to see it circling around, I did not read it. I thought it mm -hmm. and I haven't written it down and I don't think I've said it aloud. But now wow. that I have, I'm going to have to turn it into a meme so that I can have it. Yeah. Because life is all about ownership. <laughs> How can nothing matter when everything is matter? Everything's matter. I mean, I see the play on words there. Yeah. Thank right. you so much. Mm. Everybody, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Blue Chew. Because ladies need boners, too. <laughs> what was it? Go ahead. Blue Chew. Because ladies need boners, too. <laughs> I mean, I get the whole nothing matters thing. I don't feel that way, by the way. I don't feel that way at all. Mm -hmm, I, I'm sure. more I'm more and more inclined to think that. Well, I, I, I find it very hard to imagine that myself as I know myself lives on the most optimistic I can allow myself to be is to think that I've, you know, it's like uh, somebody somebody scooped. I have a pint glass here. It's like if you scooped it in Lake Michigan. And then I had this glass of water and I carried it around for 80 years. And then I dumped it back into Lake Michigan. Where did that glass of water go? It's gone. It's in there, but it's, it's dissipated into where you can't, you'll never get that bit of liquid collected together ever again. That's the best case scenario I can think of is that we go back into the cosmic soup, but like me is gone. You know, do you know what I mean? I'm down into I like, do get what you mean. I'm down into like atom sized particles that are mixed into an endless cosmic stew so I like my, li my, li I like my life my life i love to look at it that way my life force lives that way and i would love to think that a couple of atoms of me at one point bump into a couple of atoms of my wife and are like like ooh, that feels nice like oh something about this feels kind of right and that's that's the best that we can hope for to encounter each other beyond this mortal coil but but if that's not the case and if we're just very, very intelligent monkeys who got so smart that we're aware that we're going to die. And so we need to create all of these insane projections of what happened after we die so that we don't go insane, uh, knowing that one day we're going to we're going to die. I do think that life can be and is so meaningful in and of itself right here, right now, that even if you could tell me without a shadow of a doubt that it's all over definitive proof, it's all over the moment you draw your last breath life is still beautiful and meaningful just because of what we have here. It's one of the things, one of the many, 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 many things that I dislike about the church that I was raised in is it basically says, fuck this life. This life is meaningless. Everything is about this, this, this next life. And I don't believe that that next life is, is, is coming. And what if, even if it is, why would I waste what I have here right now, every day, every year, every hour, every moment is an opportunity to find meaning, to find beauty, um, to help other people to, to, you know, increase 
the amount of love in people's lives to decrease the amount of misery in people's lives. Like this, I don't care what anybody says. This life is very valuable. Did you just get back from a Tony Robbins seminar? No, I really feel that way. I kind of walk around no, thinking I th- about I'm, it. I'm saying like you you sound, I think the Omicron rotted the the hate out of your heart. <laughs> I have a very cynical sense of humor, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a great big hippie when it comes down to it. That's good to know. I, I agree yeah. on all fronts. I think mm-hmm. it's interesting uh, when you look at religion and the teachings of it sometimes. What what religion? It sounds Christian. Yeah, I was raised super Catholic. Oh, Catholic. Okay. <clears throat> not, and, and I want to be clear with that. Not a very severe form of it. I didn't have nuns sucker punching me or anything like that, but I was raised very much in it. I went straight through Catholic school but at a certain point by choice. I was an altar boy. We went to church every Sunday. My whole family goes to church every, you know, like it was, it was yeah, an I ever said Christianity. Pres- I meant, I meant Catholicism. It sounded <laughs> Catholicism. Catholic. Yes. It was, it was an ever, ridden. it was an ever present part of my life, but I wasn't like Jesus watches you when you masturbate. I never heard anybody say that kind of shit. Well, um, that brings me to my next point. That kind of makes it hot. Jesus watches you when you masturbate. That's great. Enjoy the view, man. Clip it. (laughs) You know what? When I think of religion, especially Catholicism, in one breath, I want to respect it. And I'm the type of person that looks at it metaphorically. You know, I, I loved Joseph Campbell's teachings and I really... Fucking love Joseph Campbell so much. It connected. I connected with that and it it really made sense about something that I just was so confused by it being religion and philosophy in general. And um, when you look at it from that standpoint, you can look at Catholicism and religion like Catholicism and sort of see the beauty in the focus on the afterlife and, you know, find some meaning in that. But then as a person who also understands the industry that is the religious industry, much like any other industry, it's it's sort of a product and consumer situation where I think religion was created on one hand to control and instill fear. Because when you're talking about thinking about the future, it makes me think of the three different phases in life that we can focus on, the past, present, and future. And the past being people who are living in that are more calm. And people who focus in, I mean, sorry, the present are more calm because you're here, you're, you're mindful, you're in the moment. The past being people who tend to be a little bit more depressive and sad and focusing on what they don't have and all of that. And then the future being people who are more rooted in fear and the unknown and uncertainty and making decisions from that place. And you think about religion, that's probably the easiest place to teach from to have be the focal point because if you don't know what's going to happen you're going to be sort of on edge it's kind of what's going on in society right now we're much more easy to control when our feet aren't firmly planted in the in the soil and i think maybe i should redact saying that's why religion was created i think it is a result of how it was written that it has benefited from people being fearful just like any other industry we now know factually that there is some devils within Catholicism and other religions, but we know, you know, specifically what happened with the Catholic church. It sort of makes you question all of it. <clears throat> well, to me, I, I, I've came to the conclusion and this is, I, I better, 
meme this too because I think I th this is going to be hot. And I, I think I thought of this all by myself. Okay. Um, I think that um, power attracts, you know, bad actors, bad hombres. And wherever, you know, wherever power concentrates, those people are going to, those people are going to show up. And the fact of the matter is so great is man's spiritual need for you know, this idea that there's something larger, some some greater purpose, some collective purpose, some transcendent reality that in the absence of science for a couple thousand years, there was so much power in the church. And I think that there have always been people of all religions who are living lives of simple religious humility that are worthy of admiration and emulation, but the kind of people who wanted to be the Pope in 700 AD was no different from the person who wanted to be the king in 700 AD because there was there was a lot of power there. So I differentiate very sharply. To me, religion and the church are two completely different things, and I, I and I and, and I and I can't get down on one because of the other. You know, I love. <clears throat> there was um, Saint Francis. There's this order of the. I think he's just such an instructive tale. The the Franciscans, they're monks. There was this mm -hmm. thing that happened. I want to say it was like the early, like right around 1000, 1080 or something like that. There's these little waves of religion that go through the world. And it's like the psychic cold that people catch. There was um, St. Francis. There was St. Dominic. There was maybe a couple other ones. And they're the ones who like read the Bible. And they're like, oh, guys, we've got this all wrong. Like what we're doing is not what. Jesus said, well, have you actually read this book? What the fuck are right. we, you know, like building big cathedrals and collecting money and what? No, no, no. You're just supposed to live a simple life and pray all day. And this world doesn't matter. Prepare yourself for the next world. And so he's like, just so everybody knows I'm dropping out of society. I'm going to live by the Bible and I'm just going to live a very simple life as a, you know, meditation, prayer, kind of the same thing. And people are like, wow, that's amazing. Can you like, You've been doing this for a few years. It re we're so inspired by your example. Can you teach us what to do? And he's like, yeah, I'll write down. I'll just make a little book of everything that I've been doing. And he's like, y you don't need more than like 20 bucks. Like you don't need more than one pair of clothes. Like fucking simple, simple, simple. If you think it's simple, make it twice as simple. And people are like. sex in New York. You need more than 20 bucks and a couple and extra underwears. You do. You can never have enough pairs of underwear in New York. Costly. And I would. And I and 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 he and this thing started growing in his own lifetime of people who wanted to emulate him. But while he was still alive, his own order in his name was like, well, we kind of need a building because we got a lot of stuff. And that, that I mean, that's we're still doing the thing. But well, I mean, we need a fridge because there's lots of it. I mean, we're still doing the thing literally to the extent <laughs> that in his own lifetime, Jesus he, was expensing things. Is that what he, you're saying? In his own lifetime, he wrote. So first, there was okay. You guys want to be me? I'll show you. I'll give you a little book of what I'm doing. In his own lifetime, he wrote a second one. Going now, when you read my shit, don't go well. But I think what he meant by that was, I mean, what I fucking say, which is to say, the thing was getting out of his control and getting perverted beyond recognition and losing the spirit of the initial thing, while the fucking founder was still there, telling everyone to stop. It and was to like me, the that's, original pyramid scheme on accident. Religion like for, became yeah. an accidental pyramid scheme. 
it's just religion in a nutshell is on like if, as long as you keep it to a group of like 12 people or less it's, it's pure as it's soon chill. as it gets bigger than that it just takes on a life of its own like you know as soon as somebody puts a 20 in the fucking basket shit starts to change people should only put change in the fucking basket at church to keep it humble we got to stop tossing in 50s thinking that that's gonna you know, be the thing that sort of absolves us of our sins. Okay? Besides the alt altar boys. Yeah, the altar boys steal the 20s anyway. I, I, oh. I, I, I did not do that, but I had friends who did. Now I know why the priest fucked them. Because the altar boys were little thieves. I also never saw any of that. It's pretty weird. I was around so many priests. I hear that. I've heard that a couple times from different friends that they didn't see it or were, you know, victim to it. And that just makes me feel like you guys are probably just ugly. It's not attractive. It to must them. have been. Yeah, I must have been a very unattractive kid because I, I, I literally, like, begged for mercy from. Um, I was getting kicked out of my high school because my grades were so bad, and I was just like, please, 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 give me one more chance. I'll do anything to stay in school, Father. And that guy literally was later, credibly accused. He did nothing. Does that hurt a little? <laughs> we can laugh about it. This is all for Bob Saget. Yeah, they sent him to uh, Disney World. Now Africa. They oh, out God, why is that so much worse? Africa's been through enough. Last thing they need is us sending our Catholic pedophiles over. Like yeah. tourists, some sort of touchy tourists. It's brutal. So I had a gay couple living in my basement when I was a child. Fucking Tully Wrap It Up. That's your new nickname. Sir Wraps It Up. And 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 we also solicited questions from our friends oh, who would one of them one of them would like a nickname all right i'll tell you about the gay couple next time tell me, let's wrap up the gay couple and get some questions in for these folks okay. save some for the next pod too though because i love questions sure um uh so my cousin lived in missouri and she wanted to get near the big smoke and my parents house is like i don't know like three miles from new york city by the by the lincoln tunnel so she said would it be okay if i came out and like spent a summer or something with you guys and they said sure well you can fix up the basement you can live down there and then she said is it okay if i bring my friend and they said and uh i, I see i wasn't privy to this at the time what my parents you know it's funny I'm, I'm, i haven't really put this together until now what my parents would not have abided by was a couple living in sin under their roof <laughs> I mean, do they know gays? Gays are. But that here, amazing. that's the. See, but that's the funny thing I'm just putting together because I think they said, I'll say his name, Darren. She said, I'm going <gasps> to, Darren's going to come out with me. And I think my dad was like, there will be no Darren in my basement with my niece, not in my house. And I think she's like, ah, you haven't met Darren. You don't have anything to worry about. Your nephew, on the other hand. And then they did. And they were like, oh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Hop in. And so my cousin, and Darren lived in the the basement for I don't know you know kid time of two weeks oh you're seven you're, years you're gay cousin no so my my cousin's a girl don't you have a gay cousin or gay uncle I don't think so oh I, I don't think my friends there's no open gays in my family and a, none none that I suspect of being closeted either well I'm pretty I have a pretty big family coming none to that NBC I, this fall. Tully's <laughs> awkward <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Bad. Coming out for Christmas. Um, <laughs> Bad. So, uh, so at some point, my cousin was like, uh, okay, I've had my fun. I want to go back to Missouri. But Darren was like, I like it. Can I stay? And they're like, yeah, sure. 
fine. And then he was like, can my buddy come out and stay here? And I didn't put it together at the time. I did notice his friend had a mustache, but Freddie Mercury my, style or like my, Sam kinda, Elliott? Uh, more Freddie Mercury. Okay. He, so my cousin ended up going back to Missouri and a guy that we had never met three months earlier was now living in the basement with his friend. And so we had two people of, that were no relations of ours. And, and it was years later that my mom was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know for sure, but two guys want to live in our basement. I guess they just didn't have any objection to, you know, you were so outside the eyes of the Lord with your unholy union to begin with. You, know, you couldn't tell gay people to get married. So yeah, just the cousin brought a gay guy and then the cousin left and the gay guy brought another gay guy. And next thing you know, we had two gay guys living in our basement. They were cool. You know, we'd hang out with them. Did your parents hang out with them late at night? Huh? Did it keep your parents's your parents' relationship a little spicy? It's Did so sneak down for a midnight sausage sandwich. It is it? so funny because you don't know my parents for you to say that. You like, don't know your parents. I have described my dad as a cross between the dad from Happy Days and a Keebler elf. Ooh, I'm hungry. Yeah. Did you I don't make think he's inside of a tree. Did he now see now there's a nice little parallel going on there. Uh, the, 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 <laughs> the and, and, and he's often said that he would have been a priest if it weren't for the whole celibacy thing. He wanted to have a family, but he's the reason why the family was so active in the church is because he really likes, so he's a deeply religious happy days dad. Who's got a bit of Keebler elf in him. He was he not climbing inside. He was not having gay trysts. He was not having gay trysts. Climb into logs to make fudge. I mean, it's obvious to me. Oh my you, goodness! You have some work to do. Oh my god! I'm Chaz Palminteri dropping a coffee mug right now. I'm having my Kaiser <laughs> Soze moment. So let's see. Some questions. Scotty O'Scholler. I'm probably saying that wrong says format questions any plans to have guests on or to interact with listeners i still think we should pick fights with other patreon shows i think that would be funny we could do patreon fights i don't know i think tully and i sort of off the bat didn't want any guests not that we are against it it just we just were like let's just make this our thing yeah i'm enjoying yeah. i'm enjoying it this way by the way i am too i'm open to guests i'm open to like listeners uh as you know maybe we could do that as like a special episode for the patreon and i'm open to mm -hmm. starting fights on other patreons i think that would be hilarious scotty also asks we need a name i'm afraid to ask and by we he means listeners but are <gasps> we deuces we oh, we do need we do need a name for our fans and our patreons patreons um what do we call them craig suggests shitheads I think we can do better than shitheads is funny. I I don't the deucers. It's okay. It's giving me. It reminds me of like Fraggle Rock. And like the dozers. Oh, you're, th you're thinking of the dozers. Yeah, the dozers. Um, I think about the dozers a lot. Well, that explains a lot. I always wondered. I I wanted to eat the. You remember they would eat the plastic, the garbage people. Somebody would eat the things that the dozers created. Right. Well, I've just often thought that that's sort of a, a metaphor for life is that the dozers are, are, are 
so for people that don't know that such an odd, I want, I would love to know where the idea for the dozers came from such a yeah. weird wrinkle weird. to have on a show. You so know the fraggles and marijuana. Yeah. So the fraggles are just, um, subterranean Muppets. They're the Muppets yeah, they're under like the stairs. Muppets. They, they, they live right. in the dirt. Right. They live in like caves and, they're the dozers are these tiny little like very Worm. small in comparison to them like sort of as 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 smurfs are to us that's what a dozer is they're they're barely on the 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 fraggles radar they don't consider them their feelings as people as at all because the dozers are they live a life devoted solely to construction projects yeah they're just constructing things and they're so tiny and they look like little worm moles and they and they take it they really, hard hats. really. It's like minions yeah. almost. They're very much like proto minions, and they and they take it very very seriously. But the Fraggles, in the same way that if you left a bag of uh, chips out on your kitchen island and you just wandered past, you might just absent mind. You might not even realize you're eating the chip. You're just helping yourself to it because it's there. It's not essential sustenance. The Fraggles would eat huge handfuls of the sh the projects that the dozers That's were making right. the fraggles would eat the dozers projects and then yeah above them was a whole other world of trash people oh well there was one there was the trash heap wasn't there two wasn't i thought there two? was there was the trash heap who was the person they would go to for for wisdom and the wow. um and and there were two i think rats because okay, the, this is the deeper than i'm even the trash heap would, would pass. You watch shows as kids, and you yeah. become an adult, and you you don't put thought into like the you know the theology behind it all and the the metaphorical yeah. situations. Um, and let's see, the trash uh, heap children's musical fantasy comedy puppet television series about interconnected mm -hmm. societies. That's so it's see it's deep. This motherfucker was doing so much acid and smoking so much marijuana. I'm like, bro, we've got fucking Fraggle Rock on deck. But like, what sort of wisdom would she? Because she they, they'd always go to her and she would like and re remember the the rats. She had like the two rats that were her um like uh, her handlers. Like you didn't That's talk right. to you talk you went through them to talk to her and they would go the trash heap is spoken. Nah. Can I you tell you something? Henson Please. described it. Yeah, Henson described the <coughs> rock series as a high-energy, raucous musical romp, a lot of silliness provided to assemble audiences of all ages to use these fantasy creatures as an allegory to deal with some serious issues like prejudice, spirituality, personal identity, and environment and social construct. Or I'm sorry, conflict. So there are four main characters. Before you get into it, because yeah. I want to, I don't. I believe this morning for absolutely no reason I woke up thinking of a fringe element and a fringe character from the Fraggles. No way. Was the Fraggles the show with Uncle Travel and Matt? I don't know. I was just going to say there are four right. main intelligent species. And, and, and he wouldn't have been one of those. Right. Maybe. Oh, oh species? Species. Okay. Yeah. So, so the, maybe the he could have been. The no, 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 no. Because he was. They would just get letters from him. He was never. He was never seen with That's the regular right. Fraggles. It would just be. So it would be a little vignette of what crazy. And I think he was out in the real world, and he was a little bit of like a Mister Magoo, where he never actually knew what was really going on, but he'd always right. sort of land on his feet, and he would send postcards because he was Uncle Travel and Matt. And it was just so. I woke up this morning thinking, do I even have that name right? Because why wasn't he 
traveling Uncle Matt. Why the hell would be would he be Uncle Traveling Matt? It's so specific. He was, he's, they said Uncle Traveling. Yep, here we go. Yeah. Um, traveling Matt, a pun on Traveling Matt, the film's compos, um, compositing, how do you say compositing? Films, compositing? Never compositing? heard of compositing i've never read that word like that before how do you it's say that word i think it's compositing, compositing. I, okay. I, I we use the word composite but i don't really think of com i get i understand what compositing means but no, I don't you're know that right I've ever, i'm like i've never said that either so traveling matt was named after the compositing technique used in his segments and he is exploring a wider world observing yeah. humans and reporting false conclusions about their everyday behavior that's right so you're right in, in the, but he wasn't he wasn't uncle. Why do I why am I calling him Uncle Traveling Matt? Because that's probably how you related to him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Gorgs. Okay, you'll Is have to refresh my memory there. The Gorgs were they the, the, were they fat, the bad guys? Furry humanoids. Those are the ones that live up. There were two, a husband and a wife. He was and Uncle they, Traveling Matt. It was? It just says traveling Matt here, but you know, this is Wikipedia. It could be Uncle Traveling Matt here. It doesn't say that. Yeah. I might need to rewatch this. I, I just I think should we do a watch along on this show? <gasps> the Fraggles? Why don't we do the pilot episode? Perfect idea. Yeah. We should do that. And we can do that at night when everyone goes to bed. Wait, so we still need to name So we'll wait for all the children to go to bed and then we'll watch a children's show? Yeah. Because Makes we're sense. gonna smoke weed and you're gonna drink your weird dark liquor that you like. Um I'm done. I'm 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 on uh I'm on so the wagon we, for an extended yeah, period. Of time. I kind of am too. I mean, I do edibles and I smoke weed, but that doesn't count. No, uh, I and I had wine last night, but that doesn't count either. Um, wine doesn't count as alcohol. No, it doesn't. Jesus made it from water. It's it's hydrating. Um, how are we gonna name our patrons? I don't like deucers and I don't like shitheads. We need we need some suggestions. I'm open yeah. to suggestions. I'm usually a, a pun machine. Me too. Can it be a poop pun? Of course it can. Okay. So everyone keep that into consideration. Tell us, give us some suggestions, and we'll we're wide open. <laughs> do you want to do another question before we get out of here? Because we went on such a diatribe about Fraggle Rock. Uh yeah, I don't want to do something that's gonna take a long time. Um but uh, uh, more than one person, I think, asked us why all the hate on mayo. <laughs> so, so Kyle sent us a number of questions. We can do his next time. But one of his questions was, what are food or condiments you guys despise? I absolutely hate mayo. And Demon Metis, who's a Ellis Show listener as well, said, um, uh, why all the hate on mayo? And I think that may be tying into the fact that you and I not very long ago discussed my affinity and your loathing for Russian dressing. To be clear, I don't yeah. loathe Russian dressing. Okay. I don't loathe it. I, I, I just don't, it just, it's a, it's stupid. It's not a dressing. It's condiments. You, you, you're not, you're not, you didn't create something fancy. It was like Russian dressing. When I think of dressing, I think of like three or four ingredients. And one of mm -hmm. them is like an Italian word that I can't say. That's right. a dressing. Does relish count? Because then, then we're up to three ingredients. No, that's that's hillbilly sauce. This is not thousand a thousand island. They fuck you. They traversed the Pacific 
going from native piece they would that whoever invented it would be canoeing away as fast as their little arms could take them while like ooga booga people threw spears at them having absconded away with relish onto the next island did you just make all that up in your brain on this yeah i used to wonder about that when i was a kid i was like it's fucking ketchup mayo and relish what's this thousand islands how many okay how many, how many islands did you need to go to to get ketchup mayo and relish i know we're we're the thousand islands dressing i can get made. that from a hot dog cart i know it was created because and i was fact checking to make sure i wasn't going to say this wrong so i grew it's up, not, up it's in not, new york it's, it's not ken hana is it no um okay. bob saget actually no <laughs> i grew up in upstate new york and for the summers we'd go up north near alexandria bay which is a bay located on the thousand islands which is this area in upstate new york along oh, the no very, way yeah um along the st lawrence river and it connects the united states to canada so on that river there's this place called the bolt castle and the man who created and built the bolt castle is the man who created thousand island dressing so you're that's welcome. why i would love to go to the restaurant that invented Thousand Island. See, that's a different situation, but we can't call French. What's it called? French dressing? Is that the dressing that I'm hating on? No. Well, you, I don't know what the difference between French and Russian is. No, it's French, Russian. That's right. Russian's the one. That you, French may have a bit of mustard in it because I do think of it as being a bit tangier, but it's essentially the same thing and not <laughs> well, quite as. Guys, not quite welcome as back to the sandwich podcast. <laughs> don't tempt me. Okay, ingredients. Here we go. I can't believe we're doing this. This vinegar, might be your last sugar, show. Tomato, is, paprika. Is researcher. Vinegar, sugar, tomato, and paprika. That's French. Very simple. That's French. I'll buy that. I, I, I will tell you, I don't hate mayo by itself. It's chill. Yeah. I don't yeah. fucking understand Russian dressing. Uh, just, and, you know, this isn't some conversation on society and how I view, view people. I just think certain things don't mix, and yeah. I'm here for you. Mayo. Consider the Russians a lesser, a lesser race, but that's a completely unrelated subject. Yes, that's how we're going to end this podcast. You don't hate mayo. I don't hate you. I said mayo. Oh no, I don't hate mayo or you. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.